Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. In the entire history of the NBA, there have been between 4,700 and 4,800 players who have logged at least one minute of regular season action. That is less than 5,000 people who have ever played in an official NBA game. Here at Basketball History 101, we focus on the history of the game and some of the greatest players of all time. Today, we are going to do things a little differently. We are going to focus our attention on one of those regular players. Today's story is on a guy who played 12 seasons in the NBA and averaged only four points per game for his entire career. This is the story of Paul Mokeski, and this is Basketball History 101. This is Basketball History 101 with Rick Loiza. Welcome back to award-winning Basketball History 101, part of the Sports History Network. I am your host, Rick Loiza, and this is the podcast where we bring to life some of the forgotten stories from basketball history. We are bringing old-school basketball to a new-school audience. And today, we bring you the story of a player by the name of Paul Mokeski. Now, let me explain why I picked this player. First of all, I have wanted to do a story on an NBA journeyman for quite a while. It is all part of my natural curiosity. I researched the lives and careers of all of these great players, and one day it hit me that I wanted to do a story on one of those players who played a good number of years in the NBA, but retired virtually forgotten by the public. Of course, I want to be clear, anyone who gets the privilege of playing in the NBA can count himself to be one of the greatest players ever when you consider the number of players who are striving to play in the NBA. On any given day, there are millions and millions of players all over the world, but only around 500 get to call themselves NBA players. Getting to play in the NBA is like winning the basketball lottery. Every single player who gets to put on an NBA uniform is a gifted player when compared to the rest of the basketball world. Unfortunately, when most people look at NBA players, they tend to compare them to each other. And that is natural. I do the same thing all the time on this show. Every time that I say that someone was one of the greatest players of all time, I am making a direct comparison to all of the other NBA players who came along before him. So what brought me to Paul Mokeski in particular? When I was a kid in the 1980s and just getting into NBA basketball, I was watching an Eastern Conference game between the Milwaukee Bucks and the Cleveland Cavaliers. The year was around 1988 or 1989. The game was in Milwaukee because I clearly remember the way the court was designed at the old Mecca Arena in Milwaukee. They had these trapezoid shapes on either side of the lane, so it always stood out to me as one of the more interesting floor designs in the NBA of the 1980s. I also thought that the name Mecca was a tribute to the Middle Eastern population of Milwaukee. It turns out that the Mecca was an acronym. It stood for the Milwaukee Exposition Convention Center and Arena. Anyway, there was a foul called during the game and each team took the opportunity to sub out some players. For Milwaukee, the player checking into the game looked like an office drone. It was as if he had been chained to his cubicle for the last 30 years. His skin looked like it had never seen the sun. He wore his hair in a Brady Bunch style perm. He wore a sweatband on each wrist, which I thought was weird because he didn't look like he played that much. He also wore a wispy mustache that looked 
looked like he had never shaved his upper lip in his entire life. His shoulders were hunched like a guy who had spent most of his waking hours hunched over a computer. He also wore a thick knee brace. The man just looked out of place. He looked like one of those older dudes that you find playing in a pickup game at the local YMCA. He did not look like an NBA player at all, except for one thing. He was seven feet tall. In the 1980s, that came at a premium. I read an article in Sports Illustrated from 1985 that said that the NBA had 19 seven-footers in the league, and they defined seven-footer as anyone who was six foot 11 or taller. There were 19 seven-footers for 23 teams that existed at the time. That was nearly one seven-footer for every team in the league. And back in the 1980s, big men were the most valued player in the league. At that point in the league's history, a full 70% of all of the league MVP awards had gone to players who played the center position. Today, in 2023, there are over 70 players in the league that are 6'11 or taller. That is almost two and a half for each team in the league. Now teams can be choosy. Just being seven feet tall is not enough. Today, a player needs to be seven feet tall and actually have the skill worthy of an NBA contract. But there he was. Paul Mokeski. He often subbed in for Randy Brewer, the regular starter for the Bucks in the mid to late 1980s. He was not fast. He only averaged four points per game for his career, as I mentioned in the intro, but he could guard the paint and get his hands up to force a smaller player to change his shot or look for the pass. He rarely played more than 14 minutes per game, but he gave all that he had for all of those 14 minutes. He took the game seriously, and he worked at it as hard as anyone else in the NBA. I will never criticize his effort as a player. He squeezed every ounce of potential out of himself for the sake of the teams that he played on. Now, this is a good place to take a break, and I'll be right back with more on Paul Mokeski. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. At the Sports History Network, we're all about sports yesteryear, and so we're so pleased to introduce you to Row One, an online memorabilia gallery and shop that brings your sports history to life anywhere. The Row One Gallery includes over 5,200 gorgeously reproduced prints of team posters, game program covers, game tickets, advertisements, and more in baseball, pro and college football, pro and college basketball, and more. And any gallery item may be printed in a variety of sizes on wood, metal, canvas, acrylic, or poster paper. And in Row One Shop, check out the thousands more of you unique items with a retro and historical designs dating back to 1876 including t-shirts, long sleeve shirts, phone cases, mugs, blankets, pillows, towels, and even shower curtains. Go to sportshistorynetwork.com, ROW number one, for access to the full Row One catalog and for gallery prints and gift items, plus get a 15% discount off all prints on the Row One Pictorum Gallery with coupon code SHN15. Follow the link on the show notes. Hi, everybody. Dan and Andrew from Hello Old Sports here. We wanted to drop in and let you know about our latest episode. That's right. We interviewed the co-authors of Phyllis George, Shattering the Ceiling, a biography of groundbreaking broadcaster Phyllis George. And her life is really sort of a journey through 20th century America, from Miss America pageants to the Kentucky State House to the groundbreaking NFL Today show on CBS, even the Kentucky Colonels, the old ABA. We got into all sorts of stories about the Celtics under Red Auerbach, about the interview with Roger Staubach, about really all sorts of things, a fight between Brent Musburger and Jimmy the Greek. We really enjoyed talking with Lenny Shulman and Paul Volponi, who teamed up to write this book. 
The book is on sale right now wherever books are sold. You know, within reason, garage sales, probably not. So go ahead and pick up a copy today. And if you want a chance to win the book, you can go to sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways and register for a chance to win. Goodbye, old sports. Welcome back to the show and let us continue with the story of Paul Mokeski. He was born in Spokane, Washington on January 3rd, 1957, but he went to high school in Los Angeles where he played for Crespi Carmelite High School. He played incredibly well and being a seven footer was a huge asset back in the mid 1970s. That earned him a scholarship to the University of Kansas. While not a top college All-American or anything, he played well enough at the University of Kansas that after four years, he was taken in the second round of the draft. With the 42nd, overall pick, he was selected by the Houston Rockets in 1979. By the way, he was in the same rookie class as players like Magic Johnson, Bill Cartwright, Sidney Moncrief, and Vinnie Johnson. And I will give Mokeski a lot of credit. Of all of the players drafted in the second round that year, he played the longest. He played 12 seasons. Nobody else from that second round played longer than eight years. In fact, with a 12-year career, he outlasted all but five players from the entire rookie class, and I consider that a significant accomplishment. In his entire career, he only started 38 games. That is barely over three starts per season. His high came in 1983 when he started 19 games that year due to injuries to other players. As for scoring, he had his highest scoring night on March 28, 1985. The Bucks were in New York to play the Knicks. Mokeski got the start over Randy Brewer that night. He played 29 minutes and scored 21 points, his personal career high in that category. He also contributed 7 rebounds and 2 assists that night. He helped the Bucks secure a 121-116 victory over the Knicks. For his entire 12-year career, he scored 2,764 points. Now consider the following, Michael Jordan, Will Chamberlain, Kobe Bryant, Bob McAdoo, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, James Harden and Rick Barry have all scored more points than that in one season. So compared to the greats of the league, Mokeski had a very mediocre career. But let us remember that hardly anyone ever gets to play in the NBA compared to the number of players who want to play in the NBA. And he did it for 12 seasons. That means that for 12 years in a row, he was one of the 350 best players in the world because that is how many roster spots there were in the NBA back then. And that is special. The average career of an NBA player is only four seasons. That's right, four seasons. He played for three times as long as the average. In all, he played for the Houston Rockets, the Golden State Warriors, Cleveland Cavaliers, Detroit Pistons, and the Milwaukee Bucks. But in 1991, his contract was up and he was a free agent. At that point in his career, nobody in the NBA wanted him anymore. He decided to play for the Quad City Thunder, a team from the old Continental Basketball Association, or CBA. The CBA was like the G League before the existence of the G League. So after a year in the CBA, he knew that his time as a player was over. And after his playing days, he went almost immediately into coaching. He started coaching in the CBA for the Hartford Hellcats. By 2003, he was an assistant in the NBA, first for the Dallas Mavericks and then for the Charlotte Bobcats. And then he coached in the G League for the Rio Grande Valley Vipers and then the Reno Bighorns. After that, he moved to Canada where he coached the Moncton Miracles. He then finished his coaching career with the Nevada Desert Dogs from a small league called the North American Premier Basketball. That took him to the year 2018 where he retired from basketball for good at the age of 62. And he is still with us 
and comfortably retired. Moskeski is one of those players who had a great career by any reasonable standard. Only around 2.5% of NBA players go to the Hall of Fame, and just under 8% even go to one All-Star game. That means that most of the players that come through the NBA are players like Mokeski. They carve out their niche, contribute to a team for a number of years, and hang on to have a decent career. And that is worth acknowledging. The average NBA player only plays for 3.5 years before they are out of the league for one reason or another. For his entire career, Mokeski played in 694 games. That puts him in the top 13% of all NBA players in all-time career games played. Nobody does that by accident. Paul Mokeski represents all of those players who are not household names, that do not have their own signature shoe line, that do not get to be in commercials or have endorsement contracts, that do not get into the NBA's top 10 highlights of the night, or in any of those YouTube compilation videos. Mokeski is the kind of guy who brought his lunch pail and hard hat with him every single day. He is the kind of guy that comes in and puts in the work just like the superstars do but they do not get the public recognition. Well, here at Basketball History 101, we want to take an episode and acknowledge all of those players who spend time grinding in the NBA to stay in the league and contribute to a team and hopefully still win a championship. Every team has role players and when they win a championship, those role players get the exact same ring as the superstars. While Mokeski never did win a championship, he was that kind of player. So the next time you watch an NBA game, keep an eye out on those role players that come off the bench to give their teams a spark. Even though you may not know their name, they are still one of the very few that can call themselves an NBA player. Well, that is it for today. Join us next week when we share the story of the history of the National Invitation Tournament or NIT. We're going to take it back to college. At one time, it was the most prestigious college-level basketball tournament around. That's next time on Basketball History 101, part of the Sports History Network, the headquarters of Sports Yesteryear. Go to sportshistorynetwork.com to find out more about this and other sports history podcasts. If you like what you hear, please hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. And check out our page on Facebook. It's called Basketball History 101 Podcast. There you will find shorter historical posts as well as comments and discussion starters on today's game. I'll also announce there when new episodes come out. I want to thank my producer and editor, Jacob Loiza. Join us each week as we continue to mine the history of basketball for more great stories from the past. Take care and see you soon.